Who outside and play? I'm listening to Fully Cinematic. The Great North, that comedy, that little uh, animation show. I've never even heard I, of that. I saw the. I gave up on that show. <laughs> God. Well, I've seen the Nevers. I've seen Mayor of Easttown, which was. Did you ever watch that? Oh my God! Now let me. See, I was. It got better. It built. I mean, it built and built and built and got really. And that ending. Oh my gosh! Oh my Lord, have mercy! I, I really initially the first one, first episode, I was like, mm -mm, this is just too copycatish. But um. It was, oh, it, it, I'm telling you, it, the twist and turns in that thing, oh, my God. Yeah. It, she, in fact, I just read last night where there, she said she'd love to do a second season. And I'm like, well, of course, I guess they could because she's a police officer. She's a detective, so she could always end up, you know, with another case. But um, she, she initially, I couldn't stand her in the part. I thought, no, this is not you at all. I couldn't. I couldn't. I thought, this is not you at all. Um, it just seems so out of character, and I like seeing actors, you know, stretch themselves, but to me, at, at first, I was like, she's just, it's so phony acting, I just couldn't see her playing it, but I gave it, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and write it out, gotta be fair about this thing, and I gave it two to three episodes more, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued here, this is, this has got me, and by the time you try to figure out who it was that was she was investigating and what the actual oh man it was it was it was crazy it was so good um, is it is it um so i saw somebody describe it as um a female true detective is that yes exactly that's a very good yes very good um comparison yep that's exactly what it is okay. it was rough now too it had i mean it was but the but what I did, and going back to the whole thing about the you know, Philadelphia thing, I mean, it's, well, first of all, I don't even know how she kept a job there because she drank a Rolling Rock. Every time I turned around, she had a Rolling Rock in her hand. Every time she came in the house, she was grabbing a beer. I'm like. That sounds about right. I'm like, good Lord, woman, are you, I mean, are you like a functioning alcoholic or something? I mean, every time. But it, it did get heartbreaking because she ended up, she was, she just knew certain things were not right. And she kept digging and digging doing her job because there's there it's a fairness between both uh male and female in terms of their behavior and what their and their accountability and um no i i i'd say i'd say they did a pretty good job of evening it evening it out i mean I, I don't think it was one way or the other so um but then the more th that we ended up at the end of the show I, I grew to respect Kate Winslet because I felt like she grew into the character as it went on. It was just such an odd way to see her. I mean, who thinks of Kate? When I, I'm sorry, but every time I see her, all I can think about is Titanic it was, with this big purple necklace around her inner look, laying. Well, ever, well, ever since Titanic, she's. Um, she's I mean, I know she's done. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's done she's, more She, she kind of alternates between independent and. Um, Big, big budget stuff. Yeah, because she was in that other show that was on this past Friday. I didn't watch Ammonite or whatever it was called. Um, I finished watching that Surviving Death. I don't know if you saw that, um, my, my review on that one. <laughs> well, that's really a weird, that was the weirdest ghost story. And <clears throat> how do I even explain that thing? It's so odd. Um, it, it was hard for me because now subtitles don't bother me, but when you dub 
you know, that, that's a little bit harder for me to stay up with. And I thought, oh, no, I don't know. But the whole title, I'm like, well, I'm intrigued. This is ghost. And these guys have, you know, apparently encountered a ghost. They decided they're going to, from a scientific perspective, try to prove it. And um, so I stuck with it. And um, it, it was, it ended up being actually pretty good. I have to say it was pretty interesting. I mean, it wasn't like a home run by any means. Um, I can tell a review. You know, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I, I mean, I think I, I hope I did it. I need, I need to, I need to go back and re, re, reread what I wrote. But um, it, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. The two guys played off well together. Um, they did a good job. Um, and I, in fact, I think the film was made in Thailand. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen a, a film. At least if I have, I don't know it. But um, but it, it was, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But then I think after that Ghost Lab is what got me intrigued about the surviving death that docuseries because. That one, I mean, who, who does, who does the afterlife or the question of the afterlife, who on this planet has never questioned anything about it? I mean, and wonders what happens when a person dies. So you know, you know what's to, funny. You know what's funny. You say that because the um, uh, Ann Vu, who's supposed to be our guest, but it looks like uh, we won't be having a guest tonight. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll join here shortly. So, but um, her sister is a. Um, she said that her sister is a, a medium. Shut your mouth. She is not. Oh, come on in. Ann Vu, come on, please. We need you on the show. Get on the show, please. Wow. Well, I mean, now that, and that's the one episode that probably creeped me out. That and the reincarnation. Um, that, because I'm not, I mean, per, now this is just me. I don't, you know, and I, like, again, I think I posted, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody with my comments about what I believe, but, um, yeah, the whole, I didn't realize there were different types of mediums. And that's an interesting aspect of it because you have the one lady they, they interviewed, which you never, they never allow cameras or any bright light. Anytime the physical mediums do their stuff, they're in the dark and they're usually in an area that has curtains or a box or something. And um, because they also can do, um, I forgot what they call it. It's like where stuff almost like regurgitates out of your body. And it's, it's actually stuff from the, spirit world whatever yeah. but um they but they and they actually have a class or have a place over in england where you can go and learn to get in touch with the spirits and become a medium and you know channel them yourself and everything and i so that i kind of took with a grain of salt i was like well okay that doesn't sound like the type of thing that you could teach to well it, it i i think i was only interested because i wanted to just get a feel for what people's perspectives were on it um I, the the stories though were, I mean the very first story that was on this thing was about a woman who was who she, I mean it showed her she talked about what happened to her, she went over a cliff in a kayak down one of the um, waterfalls that was supposed to be a but she got trapped when she landed, and the woman was clinically dead, but yet she recalled stuff while she was um, unconscious or I get well no dead I guess and she was saying stuff that she, when she came back she. Nobody ever would have thought she'd have known. And she recalled vividly where she went. It, it was just, it's, it's, it's interesting. But, um, so I wonder, I wonder if she has to watch her back now because is, is she like in a final destination situation? The, the woman that died? Yeah, did you ever see that movie? People oh, that, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she... Is, yeah, for the rest of their life, they got to look over their shoulder because death No, she, in fact, everybody that's interviewed on the show talks about the fact that, and well, now, see, here's the thing. All the people they interviewed on this show, everybody's like, oh, 
my whole outlook on life has changed. I feel so much better. I know there's something better beyond this world. And she was, she was a, um, she's a physician. So she was always one of these who had to have proof. I mean, she was scientific, never, you know, you, you had, she had to have evidence. And, but this is what's a really, it's kind of very sad um, is she was told while she was in this other realm, if you want to call it, that because I think she had three or four children, that her son, one of her sons, was not going to live past his 19th birthday, either 19th or 20th birthday. So, of course, now she had to carry that, you know. And um, now that, that I really don't get because and, but, but, and, it's, okay, one, it's, it's one thing to, to, for me to, to, to um, take a leap of faith that mm -hmm. that you can talk to um, people on the other side. Right. And you're telling me that people on the you other go, side can see the future. Yeah, and they go take my child. Well, but this is what happened. The and then when he was 18, she held that secret and she told the child when he, and I'm like, why would you tell him that? I mean, why would you, why would you, you know, I could see maybe she would confide in her husband or, well, I mean, well, would you, but, but look, though, it depends on what kind of lifestyle he was living because, like, if, if I was a couch potato and uh, I need to know, <laughs> I need to know that I need, that I only have one year left so I can yeah. get some yeah. stuff done. This kid, no, this is the thing. The kid, based on what she was saying and the appearance of the pictures and stuff, he was very active, had a good life. They were very, they were very much, a, a you know, outdoorsy family. And she told him, and he just blew it off and like, Mom, what are you, what are you saying? How can you predict that? And da, da, da. He went snow skiing with his girlfriend, and something happened, and both of them, I think they went off a cliff, mm -hmm. and they both died. Oh, so and, the and the girlfriend didn't get a heads up. I guess not. So, yeah, sorry. But um, it, she just said it changed her, you know, she said, but, but she said that she realizes that because she has experienced what's on the other side that she knows he's okay and that that does help and she says she still grieves and nobody's going to take that away from her um because that was her son but she said that at least she knows that she'll see him again someday um there were some other stories that just that and the reincarnation stories now there was that just blew my mind you know there's a lot of the there's a lot of people a lot of cultures believe in reincarnation and i mean this one child the parents and i mean if you look at these parents and you could tell now this is just my opinion you could tell these parents on that show were just your average you know joe Smo. i mean they were just and she was just as I, she's one of these people one of these ladies that looks like a little pto mom you know pta mom or something and you would just be able to sit and talk to her and everything and she said that when that child was born i think she said he was like six or seven he all of a sudden said something about his his previous his name was so-and-so and she's like no honey your name is this and he said no i'm the third and she's like what are you talking about so long story short he started describing planes and getting involved with all this stuff and mentioning a particular island he oh and i know what it was he kept having nightmares about the fact that he was on this plane um that was crashing and they kept she said it was just night terrors like he would just wake up and and he was describing stuff that nobody would have known. And then kind of find out, um, they decided to go ahead and figure find, and just look up and see if they could figure out where this person was. Well, sure enough, the man's name was per 
he had been on the ship in World War II and had he was the only pilot whose plane crashed and and killed. But he was naming stuff. It was just it was off the wall crazy stuff. I, I just I don't know. It was just, I got a que- I got a question for you. So what if you had a a, um, a new grandkid like in the next couple of years, and when they get to uh, when they get old enough to speak, the grandkid tells you that they uh, were royalty in a past life, and you need to be treating them accordingly. <laughs> I'm gonna say you better go find some evidence. Because <laughs> that will happen, and or and don't you be talking fast to me, because I'll tear you up. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was. I mean, I I guess you have to decide what at what point do you start questioning it. You know, I mean, because one of the moms that was single, um, she grew up in a um, in a very. A, pretty religious home and, and everything and they didn't believe in reincarnation and then the child this other child one day started saying stuff and he would oh and this is what's crazy i love this part of it though he was he's he's he says that in his past life his, and i forgot what the man's name was he was a stand-in in hollywood movies with some of the big name stars yeah and marty martin his name is his name hollywood name was marty martin and sure enough after all this stuff comes out and he's and the parents are like what is going on how could he know all this stuff he they had put a list together of everything that he could because marty martin's daughter was still alive mm-hmm. and they they tracked it all back to the fact that he had been in hot that this man Mar- marty martin was in hollywood he did exactly what this kid said he did i mean he wore the thing i mean this kid was down in naming stuff that he did with his girlfriend or his wife or something. anyway, with his daughter. And they went out to Hollywood and met the daughter and the aunt, the man's sister. And they, he, they went through the list of stuff that he had described and he had nailed every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So how do you explain that? I, it just leaves you wondering, okay, this, 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 there's something to it. And I mean, it's like one, one of the men, some guy on the show said that, you know, he's always been a believer. You know, he's, he's always believed in the afterlife. He's a Christian and believed that, well, we can, you know, we have the ability to go, to go to heaven. But he said he also thinks that, you know, who's to say that God might not send a soul back? I mean, to somewhere. I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't, like I said, I'm not in the reincarnation, but those two particular scenarios, I, I, I don't know. But that's, that's what I thought it was very well done. I've read some reviews where people are like, oh, you know, hokey smokey. You know, this is just a, you know, how can they say this is scientifically real and all that stuff? But I, they had some legit people on there and it just, it was not like. Sure. I'm not sure I would want to come back because it could be pretty rough down here. Ain't that the truth? I mean, well, it was like, I think, it, and I think it was six episodes because they had one for the, they had one for the near death experience, one for the medium, one for the paranormal activity, one for seeing dead people. That was kind of creepy. Uh, reincarnation and there's one other one I cannot remember what the sixth episode is but it kept my interest I was like I gotta watch this thing I try to watch I mean it was one of those I was like okay I can watch another episode after the first one because they were like 54 55 minutes um but that was pretty good but yeah um but I haven't had a chance to watch anything else since I'm trying to figure out what my next what my next stuff is gonna I'm gonna watch so are you on a um docuseries role right now I see, man, it seems like it for the last six months. Anything I can find, I've watched Sons of Sam. I've watched the, um, 
um, Helter Skelter one. I watched, um, oh, and by the way, I watched the first episode of that thing you watched about Charles Manson. That was crap. Yeah, it was, yeah. I didn't uh, even, I I didn't even like it. I just, I started watching that thing and after I watched the first one, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to, no. I didn't, I didn't like, it didn't, I don't know. Somebody just didn't intrigue me or, or catch my attention or something. I, I, it was weird. I, I didn't care for it. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I really am. I think I'm in. I'm into this whole docu series kick right now because there's really some good ones out there. I haven't watched a docu series lately, but I did start a good documentary um, early, earlier today. It's um, you ever you ever heard about the um. The Tulsa um, race massacre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, you know, this they got is a documentary about, on that. Yeah, you know, uh, June first was the um, twenty, the hundredth year anniversary. Of, mm. uh, yeah, and so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they got a um, a pretty good documentary that I was watching. It, it gives um, background, and I didn't see the whole thing, but. Um, as far as I got, they would give it kind of like a play-by-play -play of what happened um, the whole day, or the, or you know, the during the. Oh, great! Do they have, do they have like pictures and anything, articles or anything that I mean, I don't you know. They have, all, they, have they have pictures, articles, and they even have old video interviews with some of the survivors. Like, Ooh. I don't think I don't you know I don't think any of the survivors are around today, but no. they did have video. Uh, Interviews from like 1999 with some of the survivors. Wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh first, my gosh! Yeah, they gave firsthand accounts of what what they saw. Mm. It was pretty rough. It was like a it was a, a, a straight up military operation against that against a black town. God, they had, air, they had airplanes dropping bombs on the town. I, are you kidding? I, I, yeah, this happened right here in in in, in Oklahoma. Oh my no, and I didn't know that. Wow, is that on Hulu? No, I I just came across it. I don't know where. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna have to look that up and watch it. Yeah, it's so. called uh, Tulsa, the 1921 race massacre. Okay. Oh, there I see. Well, no, wait a minute. That's a book. I'm gonna look it up there. Okay. This is this is Tulsa 1921 reporting a massacre. That might be a different documentary. That's probably that's yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'll find it. So, but I'm gonna definitely. I did, I, I, I did see one that came out last year, and that wasn't as good as the one, the new one. But it still, it still gives you a lot of information. Oh, here it is. This, I bet this is it. Uh, oh no, is one now? This is just saying that there's three different documentaries to watch on the hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. Okay, because there's one on History Channel, one on. Uh, CNN and what's the other one? What's the one? What's the title for the one on the History Channel? Um, the Tulsa burning, the nineteen twenty one race massacre. That's it. That's, that's it. Okay. All right. And then the one on CNN is called Dreamland: The Burning of Black Wall Street. And oh, and that's on HBO Max too. And then uh, the other one is Tulsa: The Fire and the Forgotten. That's on PBS, and that was on May thirty first. Wow. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, because um. That the last one is about uh, is more about um, a project to, that they undertook to um, they found a, a mass they were looking for mass grave a mass grave Ooh. and they wanted to um, exhume the bodies to give 
detailed evidence about yeah, who, yeah. you know who died and what happened to who. And um and they weren't doing all that last year during the pandemic. And um but the one that I was telling you about is um I think that's the history channel one. And that one is um more gives you more like a play by play of what oh, yeah. They they've got a picture on here of um wow and it shows all the building stuff on fire from the University of Tulsa uh, Library Special Collection. That is insane to think. They, es they estimated that between, you know, it, it's hard to know for sure because <laughs> they tried to cover it all up, but they estimate that between 30 and 300 people were killed. That is insane. Oh my gosh. This was, a, this was an entirely black um, area that was completely um, self-sufficient. And, um, full and they of, full of wealthy black people, and they just couldn't be left alone. So, nope. wow. Oh, and here's the thing somebody says, and several experts also speak of the effort to find the rumored unmarked mass graves where black people who were killed in the massacre may have been interred. Wow, I gotta watch that. Yeah, you know, they actually a lot of people got introduced. I mean, I, I already knew about it, but a lot of people got introduced to, um, to that. <laughs> massacre through the HBO series Watchmen because the very first episode um, touched gave you like a um, mm -hmm. dramatization of the massacre. Oh wow yeah. well, well if that reaches more people I mean I was surprised you didn't watch it because Regina King was the star of the show. Oh I love her yeah I love Regina King oh my gosh she's <laughs> she, and uh, she's amazing um and I'm still, of course, still sick of the whole um, her not getting the award. But anyway, hey, that's all right. So, so um, I do have a little bit of Hollywood news. Oh, um, sure. You tell. So Regina King is supposedly in the running to be hired as the director for the upcoming um, Superman movie that's going to feature a, 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 black, a black guy in the title role. So what Man. are you gonna do? You got uh, your one of your favorite directors, and you got I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I'm going to watch it. How can I not watch anything that is directed by Regina King? I'm sorry. Now, was she is she gonna be in it? Is that is there rumor about her being maybe partaking in it? No, and she hasn't. It's not, and she hasn't been hired yet. She's just one of the names this um, uh, top of the list. Well. I'm telling you one thing, she should have her choice of picks about what she wants to do coming off of, you know, One Night Miami, because that's that just proves right there she's an she's excellent director. So, yeah, so that'd be good. I haven't heard it. I, what else? There was some other, there's all right. What's the news I heard about the guy that played the lead in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country? He's supposed to be in. Oh, they, they want him to be in um, Creed 3. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I meant to tell you about that because, um, and I think is Michael B. Jordan directing it himself. Yeah, he's going to be starring and directing. Okay. All right, that'll be good. Yep, yep. And I don't, I wonder, you know, I haven't heard anything about a sequel or anything, a continuation of Lovecraft Country. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I haven't mm. heard anything about Lovecraft Country. Continuing. Okay. Yeah. That, well, but, that thing, uh, that was so uh, weird. Have, have you heard, uh, did you hear that um, Clarence Williams III died? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. When did that happen? I, I think he, was, he died on June the 4th. Oh my gosh, no. Well, there, I'll be darned. 
81. I'll be darned. Cancer. Golly. The Mod Squad. I remember that show. Oh, my gosh. We, that was on our TV. We watched that thing. Never saw that. You never watched The Mod Squad? That's way before my time. Ooh, well, that's true. You're a child. You are a child. So, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it. And what's funny, though, is, let's see, it ran, it ran from 68 to 73. Well, see, I was, I was born in 65. So it started three years after I was born, and then it only continued for another five years. So I was, Five years is a long time for TV, though. Well, that is true. So, but I didn't realize. But now, did he play the dad in Purple Rain? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's right. Okay, I was looking to see what some of his other um, movies were and TV shows were. So um, he was in um, that Denzel Washington movie, American Gangster. Oh, I didn't know that. How did I miss that? Half bait. He was in that. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> I, we don't need to watch that. So I already saw it. Uh, he was in a bunch of mystery women. Well, that's interesting. So, hmm. He was, in a, he, was in a, he was in a movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne too, called Deep Cover. Mm-mm. How? I, yeah. And speaking of which, um, I haven't heard anything about him in a long time. I wonder what he's doing. Lawrence Fishburne was yeah. on um, that show, Blackish. He plays the. Oh, dad. he did. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching an episode or two with him on there. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. So, um, well, I was looking to see if there was anything else that was like pretty big news as far as um, he, was, he was in the last John Wick movie too. Oh, he he was. Yeah, he was in the second and the third John Wick movies. Okay, hmm. I don't remember that. Oh, yep. You are correct. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we'll throw it out there. What we got? The um, upcoming Fast and Furious movie. F9. The ninth Fast and Furious movie. All right. Well, um, all right. So you got to talk to me like, well, you, I, ha I am somebody who's never seen any of them. So, um, hmm. And seeing how you've seen, you've seen them all, right? I have. There's actually, and even, though this, even though this is called F9, there's actually 10 movies in all because they had a spinoff um, a couple years ago with um, two of the characters. Oh, my gosh. Like, we needed that. Did, did you know that the Fast and Furious franchise is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year? Who saw that coming? 20 years this thing has been around? It started in 2001. <sighs> so uh, listen, when the, when the new one hits theaters, well, it's already out in, um, in, it's already out overseas, but when it hits um, North America, it will be 20 years and three days after the premiere of the uh, first movie. You know, well, speaking of which, here are the headline, June 7th. Fast and Furious 9 crosses the $250 million mark worldwide. Yeah. And I'm going to but you know what the biggest, well, and that's it's that already, it's big it's news. already out in China, Russia, and South Korea. But what really, talking about Hollywood news, though, because I want to come back to your verdict on F9. Um, I am shocked. I'm really disappointed and disgusted that The Conjuring 3 has beat a plaque. Quiet Place 2 at the box office. 
I'm I'm a little. You know, I haven't watched any of those Conjuring movies, but well, I'm not going hard, to because that's, that's devil related. And I ain't watching that. It's hard to imagine that they. they but they um, beat. That they're that good. Uh huh. Well, I'm not watching them, so yeah, they just nope. But um, anyway, I did like, see look, I did see that the um the new Conjuring movie got a lot worse um reviews than A Quiet Place. Well, it, I just can't imagine they're that good to beat something as as excellent as Quiet Place too. But um. Oh, Lord. And then it got a story on The Conjuring 3, The Blood Curdling Real Case in Which the Devil Made Me Do It as Based. I'm not reading that. So. Well, so I, I, read, I read that it was very loosely based. Like, it's not really. Um, but now there's a review that says The Conjuring 3 Review Roundup. Well-constructed, terrifying entry in the franchise. But, no, I don't need to see all that. So um, it's, a, it's supposed to be about loosely based on a, a case of a guy who um, he got charged with uh, some murders but he said that he was possessed by a demon and that's why he mm, did it. And, well, but he ended up, spoiler alert, he ended up losing the case and he went to prison. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm sorry, hello, yes, the devil probably did make you do it. So, I mean, who's going to go out and kill somebody? Right. Um, all right, so let's get back to F9. So I got to hear, all right, so, all right, so let's let's get your take on it. So let everybody know what your thoughts are since you've seen all the, all, the, all of them and is this a, worthwhile entry into the series? Like I, like I said, there's 10 movies and all, and this is not one of the ones that you should probably be looking for. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So, um, First of all, you gotta, with these movies, you kind of gotta, um, after the first one, you because the first one is um, kind of um, built on the template of um, Point Break, mm -hmm. and so the first one is um, a, a, a way more relatable than the rest of them, and because uh, the first one is about um, an undercover cop goes on an assignment to uh, find out who um, the FBI, the, the LAPD, and the FBI are tracking a um, crew that is. Um, Jacking, hijacking trucks and stealing all this. Their now, is that Paul White's character? He plays the undercover policeman? Paul Walker. I mean, Paul, Paul White. Paul Walker, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Bless your yeah. heart. Yeah. yeah, so he, um, and in that movie, so he ends up getting in good with um, Vince Diesel's crew. Um, and they're uh, street racers. You know, they do, um, they, they race cars, um, at night, they do illegal car races at night for money. He gets in good with them. He falls in love with Vin Diesel's sister. And um, ah. and then they find out, um, you know, eventually he finds out, um, well, this movie's 20 years old, so I'm going to ask for this. You meant what I'm about to say, you're not, you're not hurting my feelings. By yeah, so eventually he finds out that Vin Diesel, his, his character's name is Dom, Dom Toretto. So he finds out that Dom and his friends are the ones that are doing the hijackings. But uh, just like in Point Break, at the end of the movie, he um, even though he catches the uh, the criminal, the, the head of the criminal gang, he lets him go. Oh, and that's why please. we have... Oh, my gosh. That's why it's lasted for 20 years, because uh, Vin Diesel is the criminal that he let go. And so he continued on to do several different adventures throughout the years. And so, um, like okay. I said, that, that first movie is um, a lot different from where it's at now. Nowadays, so like I said, 
um, 20 years later, the first movie, uh, it was a, a police investigation into truck hijackings. Now they're going on spy missions uh, with the CIA. Oh my gosh. But listen, Let me tell you, this, is what, this, this is something that will probably blow your mind. They have some heavy hitters in this thing. They have, believe it or not, hold on to your hat. You might need to hold on to your hat, literally. <laughs> okay. Charlize Theron is in it. Ooh, all right. Okay. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? Helen, oh. Helen Mirren. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. I, the... I mean, those people right there alone, the cost to pay them to is crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's where the budget went. Jeez. And then, and then you've got Ludacris, Tyrese. Um, do you know who Michelle Rodriguez is? Mm-hmm. She's in it. She's, a, she's one of the main. Uh, oh, my God. And, and let me tell you, that ludicrous action scene in the trailer of them jumping across that canyon and swinging by that rope. I, that wasn't that wasn't ludicrous. That was um, Vin Diesel doing that. Well, it's that L- ludicrous has an even more outrageous scene action scene. I, I mean, I just I'm sorry. And then the, there's one scene where the I think something's coming up and it comes down and it just happens to get out from under it before it smushes them or whoever that is. I don't know that you you know. But I I mean I know what you're saying. I think we talked a couple of episodes back about you know just taking it for what it is and just, just I actually, I actually, I, I actually mentioned you in my um, review. I said, uh, let me find it. I said, yeah, our own John Zanoni can't get over the fact that Furious 7 mm-hmm. featured a car jumping from one skyscraper <laughs> to another. <laughs> yep. And if you feel the same way, you really won't be able to handle the Tom Cruise defying stunts in this one. Oh my gosh. Well, because I, in this, in this movie, like I hinted at before, Ludacris actually goes to space in a car. <laughs> so, can I call that scene Ludacris as well? Yeah. So Ludacris is in a Ludacris scene. You can. I, do they leave him there in space? And is he going to try to? That I, I, you know what? I can't even hear anymore. No, so, so he's not alone. Ludacris and Tyrese go to space, but they make it back. And they they don't use a space shuttle. They go in the car. That is the most absurd thing I have. I, I, I don't even Why are we reviewing this? That I just can't even believe we're talking about it. But the thing, the reason why we're reviewing this is because this is the um, – I think it's the fourth highest grossing movie of the year so far, and it hasn't even opened everywhere yet. So it's guaranteed to be the highest grossing movie of the year, at least until the Marvel movies come back to theaters. Unbelievable. I cannot believe that that's where people's... But, John, you know part of the secret to the success with these movies? You you know that old saying, cut to the chase? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's what these movies do. They literally cut to the car chases. Instead of giving you all kind of crazy drama, well, they do give you some stupid drama, but they always make sure that there's 
some car chase stuff going on too. So uh, really, it doesn't matter about the storyline and everything. It's just get to the action and get to the car chase. And I, I think, to be honest, yeah. the car chases are better than the storylines because, yeah. like, this movie features. Uh, this movie gets into soap opera territory. Like, um, the main character Dom, his long lost evil brother, comes back in the town that they never even talked about before. Oh my god! So, yeah, the car chases are are. The best thing to be paying attention to. I will say I am aggravated though that I never could get my hands on any of the free Fast and Furious tickets at Regal. Me neither. I never could. I don't know. It's like, well, what happened to our theater? Are you, supposed to, are you supposed to go there in person to get them? Because I've never been able you, to. Get them I, well, that might. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm thinking now. Now that you say that, I do think I've read where you do have to, you were supposed to go pick them up. And it was first first come first serve, mm. so and that was a that was bad on my part. So cause, I mean, because you know, for, for of course I could probably watch them all on one of the streaming channels now. So, but on the email, the emails that I get every week, I get an email telling me, giving me detailed instructions on how to get tickets just mm -hmm. just from the app. And it never I think works. I think I got some, yeah, I got some. Oh, and in fact, there was something this past Friday. I think I got about it about it. get your because this is the last one, right? I think this is the last. No, I think they're going to do them all the way up until – because the new one comes out on the okay. 25th, so I think okay. they're going to do them all the way up until then. Well, I'm, I've never been able to get one, so – and it doesn't work for me when I try to do the app. So I don't know if they just don't – if our theaters aren't participating or what, so. I think um, that uh, – I don't think the AMC theaters around here are participating, but Regal has more than one theater that's participating. Yeah, exactly. You would think that they – I couldn't get them to Regal. Um, I didn't want to drive away across town just for to find out that they, they don't have any more. <laughs> yeah, and then what would you have be stuck watching? You'd have to pay to watch something. And I don't know that there's anything. I am going to use my card, though. And um, I am going to use my card, my Regal card, to go and see. Um, I, I'm going to have to see Corella in theaters. You'd be better off watching F9. <laughs> <laughs> um in fact, I'm wondering, I don't even know what's out right now. That's the thing. I don't even know what's in the theaters to where I, you know, because I thought about trying to see something maybe tomorrow night or Thursday. There's an animated horse movie called uh, Spirit Untamed. No, I don't want to do that. So, um, that's, that's all right. That's, that's, I think I did try to win a screening of it or something. I never did. But, um, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't want to do The Conjuring. I've seen A Quiet Place. Cruella, you've already said, is horrible. Uh, Wrath of Man, I heard is horrible. Spiral Saw, that kind of died a quick death. I've never even heard anything else about it. I did saw you ever, it. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I saw it. And what was your, well, all right, well, all right, Tim, what was your take on it? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's okay for a Saw movie, but I expected a lot more. Mm. It is something that, let me ask you this, did Chris Rock shine in it? Or? He did, he, he did shine. He, um, he came up with the story, and he's the star of the movie. And he def yeah, he he got he definitely um, did his thing in the movie. Hmm. But um, like, so most of the Saw movies have, um, like most horror movies, they have like a main uh, villain. Hmm. But the villain died uh, already, so he's not even in this movie. And oh. so this is kind of a, it's more like a spinoff than a a, a sequel. And, okay. Um, is this a copycat killer in there doing the same thing? Exactly. Or? Exactly. Oh god. There's a copycat killer. And all the characters in the movie know that the 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 main that Jigsaw 
died already, so they know he's a copycat killer right from the beginning. Oh God! Well, I wonder what made uh, so. I wonder what made Chris Rock interested in in, in trying to revive this. I mean, I, I don't know. That, it, that's what's going around though, because like, um, you, you know, Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. He he was the one that uh, came up with the idea for that um, Halloween re- sequel a couple years ago. No, we need to let and don't forget, it. don't forget, Jordan Peele um, came up with Get Out and Us. So uh, comedians are getting in the horror nowadays. God. Um, oh, I tell you that. Well, um, also Samuel L. Jackson is in the movie too. He plays Chris Rock. In, in, oh, God. Well, let me I, I, let me guess. Is the is the f bomb just flying left and right? Not as much as in uh, some of his other movies, but you know he got to put it in there. Oh, he's got that's you know that's a Samuel L. Jackson. That's just kind of that's kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Like a signature thing for him. So crowd pleaser, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I haven't. Um, yeah, I, I I thought about seeing that one night, and, and when I went to theater, I said no. I just don't know if I could stomach that because I didn't want any like torture porn I, um, I just get more and that's another thing they I think one maybe one of the reasons why you haven't heard much about it is because they toned down the torture porn and mm-hmm. saw fans I think they go to see torture porn oh so, they go for that yeah, yeah and so I, I think just, they might have been disappointed because they toned it yeah. down a little bit well I'm trying to think and so but they, do, they do have some nasty stuff they got a guy getting his uh, tongue ripped out they oh my a, god they got a guy getting hit by a, a subway yeah. train. Oh, God. They got, no. a lady, they got a lady who's strapped to a table and she gets hot wax poured on her face. Oh, ooh, God. Another guy gets his fingers ripped off. So they got some uh, stuff in there. It's just not on, it's not up to regular saw standards. Wow. Well, I was looking at the, um, coming up in the AC where F9 is coming up on the 25th. Um, but oh God, there's nothing really I, that I see that's really appealing. Are you going to go see uh, In the Heights? I do. I would like to see that. Yes. Yeah. It comes that, out uh, this weekend. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, it looks like what they got on here. There was a bunch of, you know, for the theaters to be talking about coming back and reopening. Everything I see here is like anniversary films that they've got coming out soon. Oh yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is coming back. To theater. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's um, the 40th anniversary coming up. Uh, My Fair Lady. Um, yes. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Um, yes, on that too. Birdcage. Nope. Um, I, what is the deal with all the African Queen? I don't, I don't. What's the anniversary for that? Seventieth, seventieth anniversary. I just guessed and I hit it. Uh, yep, seventy years. And um, I'll, I'll pass. But I don't I, see I, I I'll, I'll, the I'll, only no. one. The only one I'm interested in is the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, Citizen Kane. You need to see that. I agree it, with I agree with Greg for the right. I agree uh, with Greg. Opens and on September the nineteenth, its eightieth anniversary. You at least need to know oh. whether you like it or not. Well, that's true. Um, October 17th, Silence of the Lambs, 30th and 30th anniversary of si- Now, I'm, we're going to get on the topic right here. Pass. I, what? <laughs> well, I was going to say because I've already I'm, seen it. I'm I, don't not, to, I don't need to see it again. 
I am not a huge fan of that film. Um, oh, and by the way, On Golden Pond celebrates his 40th anniversary too. So, um, okay. Double pass. Um, yeah. Um, you don't want to see Catherine Hepburn talking to the loons or calling the loons? And, no. <laughs> and Henry well, Fonda pass. Yeah. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Let's get, let me just touch base on that real quick. So let me say this. When I remember when I was a little kid, On Golden Pond was on HBO, like round uh, the clock, and I passed every single time. <laughs> God, but you didn't want to, but that was like a signal, that was such an important film because that's when Jane was supposedly reunited with her father. You know, he and Henry, she and Henry had gotten, had pretty much no long, did not have a relationship. And this was I, the film that was. I didn't like, Supposed to bring them back set together, and when I, and at that time I didn't even know who Henry Fonda was, and I didn't care. Oh Lord have mercy! So see, now that's another one. That's a, that's that's where you, you know if you're going to review, you got to know who you're. Somebody classic like Henry Fonda. So we watched we we read the Grapes of Wrath in school, so I'm not sure I even uh, watched yeah. the movie. Yeah, well I'm gonna tell you this this we're going back to Silence of the Lambs because I have to just speak my piece on this thing. I still don't understand what the big hullabaloo is about that film. I, I mean, it's it's a good detective. To me, it's a detective thriller. But it won, what, four major awards? I think it got... I think that... Um, do you think that uh, Anthony Hopkins deserved the win? You know what? I'm going to bring this up right now to see what year was that. I'm going to look it up. Uh, I think it was year. 1990. Okay, so we're gonna it look it up. Either 1990 or 91. It's got, yeah, that's right. It's got to be probably 91. So let's see. Uh, let me see who the best actor nominees were, and I'll tell you. He was great. Don't get me wrong, and he definitely made his mark as far as um. Uh, let's see, best actor nominees for 1991. Let's see. Yeah, it was 91. All right. Okay, I can't even remember this. Richard Harris, The Field. I don't even. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what that movie was about. Me neither. It must Jeremy, be rich. Jeremy Irons, Reversal of Fortune. Okay, now I remember the movie. I remember the big hullabaloo about it and what it was about, but I never watched the film because it looked too boring to me. Which movie? Uh, Reversal of Fortune. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. Um, Gerard Depardieu, Cyrano de Ber Bergerac. No. Sorry, I, I, no. That's a that's a classic book though. Classic uh, story. Wait a minute, this can't be everybody there because it's only. And you said it was ninety three. No, ninety one. Yeah. They don't even have uh, Anthony Hopkins nominated in this. This is what's wrong? Yeah, he won Best Actor. Yeah, but I'm pulled up a list of Ad Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role nominees for nineteen ninety one. Well, you know, the ceremony was in 92. The movie oh, well, came hold out on. in 92. Hold on. That's what it, hold on. Ah. Okay, there we go. Wow. Okay. So, yes, we had Mr. Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, and by the way, they're all white men. Just don't be shocked. Um, I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Nick Nolte, The Prince of Tides. Jodie Foster won, too, though. That's true. Uh, Robert De Niro, Cape Fear. I don't agree with this next one. Warren Beatty and Bugsy. I have always thought Warren Beatty was so overrated, and I don't even like him as an actor. 
Bugsy, did you see Bugsy? That was good. I, no, I have no debate. You can't, you can't judge it if you haven't seen it. I guess I can. Um, yeah. So, and he, then he, Robin he, he nailed it. <laughs> did you know that Beauty and the Beast was nominated that year? What was it? For Best Picture. Beauty and the Beast? Yes. The oh, yeah. Yeah, and I never got that. I, I mean, it was a good film, don't get me wrong, but I, I no. And the last uh, nominee was Robin Williams for The Fisher King, who did a great job. Yeah, no, no, um, no. And I thought, I thought Nick Nolte did good, but Anthony the only, Hopkins, the only, the only movie Robin Williams was good in was um, Good Will Hunt. You didn't like um, the Vietnam one? No. Good mm. morning, Vietnam. Pass. Mm. Now wait a minute. You said Jodie Foster. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm looking at the wrong list. Hold on. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see just by chance who. Oh, no, 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 no. See? Mm-mm. Nah, I'm already ticked off looking at this list. Okay. Bette Midler for the boys. Yes, that was kind of a stretch. I mean, it was a great movie, but it was kind of. Oh, it wasn't. You. I love that movie. What you talking about? That was great. Um, right here, all right, Laura Dern, Rambling Rose, which I always, I never understood that. She's a great actress, but I never understood why she got picked for that one. That was like, that was a, that was out of thin air. She's um, overrated too. But then the next two just kill me. Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis, both for Thelma and Louise. They were amazing in that film that was no. that film that film was amazing and they should they definitely should have i mean gina davis should have won no. over jody foster i'm sorry no see no did you watch that movie i did that was a classic film absolutely classic film and that ending just killed me i mean that wasn't the original ending but the director said he just decided that he if i recall correctly that um you know, there wasn't going to be a continuation. And it, what was, to, so what was the original ending? They go to prison? It was, yeah. But that he wanted to make, leave it to the, everybody's imagination as to what, would ha what happened to him. I mean, they were oh, wrong. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, there's no imagination. They died. They drove off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, well how was that, that up to my imagination? <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. If Vin Diesel can get in that vehicle and fly that car across the mountainside on a rope then don't talk about Thelma and Louise not being able to get across that mountain in their in their nice cat, Cadillac. So. But Vin Diesel had uh, Kurt Russell in the CIA behind him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that, that Thelma and Louise was and that, that's just oh god they were so wrong that was just that made that film made me so mad. What? It was heartbreaking and it was I mean they were and they were wronged. I mean they were wronged. So it was okay for them to uh, start sticking up gas stations. Well, not necessarily, but <laughs> <laughs> but they would not have gone down that horrible path had they not been mistreated. So, oh wait a minute, you know what? There's a, there's a there's a headline on here about that. God, of all things, we're talking about we're talking about Thelma and Louise, Sand Sarandon and Davis reuniting to toast Thelma and Louise 30th anniversary. And um, 
And look, here's the critics' review. Two women on the road, one step ahead of the law, fresh, real, and memorable. Chock full of great performances and dramatic scenes. And you know who made his debut in this film? Brad Pitt. Yep. Um, everybody's raving over it. I know that was his breakout role, but was that really his debut? I think so. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was. Let me look at that up now. So, um, yeah, I, I love that film. Oh, here it is. What was Brad Pitt's first movie? Now, see, this is so weird how this, I, I didn't even hardly have to type it in there already because I mentioned his name. Just how to show you how the phones are listening. <laughs> um, actually, well, no, you know what? That wasn't his first role. I knew it. Brad <laughs> uh, Pitt not, was in No Way Out? I didn't know that. That he had uncredited parts in the films No Way Out, No Man's Land, and Less Than Zero, which was horrible. Um, yeah, it was horrible. I agree with you. And uh, in May 1987, he made his television debut in a two-episode role on the NBC soap opera Another World. Now, I did not know that. Did you know I saw him in um, Growing Pains and Head of the Class? And I think I saw, I think he was in 21 Jump Street. Wow. Hmm. Well, I always thought, I always thought that the big, I guess that, I guess that's the film that put him on the map. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It got him. Um, it made him a, a big name. But it was. Because he, uh, he took his shirt off and all the ladies. Oh, uh, and all the women fell over it. Yeah. Just fell in love with him. So, um, yeah, I got to come up with something good to watch during this until I go back to the theater saying, because it's, I, and if the Tom Cruise film Top Gun will ever come out, which I, I don't know this it point. Comes just, out, it's supposed to come out in November, I think. I, no, I thought that, didn't I, one of the one of the big films they ended up moving, remember we talked about this on the last podcast, there were some big films that they now pushed out to like, January, well, you know what? They, what, they pushed, what happened was Tom Cruise had two movies that were supposed to come out this year, but, and one of them was the next Mission Impossible movie. That got pushed to next year. Oh, and, and Noah, and the other one, and the mission, and the uh, Top Gun is pushed back to November. And the but the the James Bond film got pushed back too, I think. James Bond got pushed back to uh, this October. I'll if that comes out, I believe it when I see it. So um, yeah, me too. Because that thing's been pushed back so many times, I, I just can't even. But they but supposedly um, they lost like a million dollars every month that it that it was delayed so they're not gonna push it back too far <laughs> well they need to um bring it out how about it let us see it for gosh sakes i mean but i mean i will say i, I was i was surprised that there were more people in the theater with the quiet place part two but it still wasn't a, by any means what i would have thought was a, a pack anywhere nowhere near a pack crowd so theaters still are not back to well, when the show I went to was free, and it, and it wasn't even paid. And I'm wondering, now, there's people out there, because Terry and I went out to eat this past weekend, and there was a crowd. We went to go listen to a band play. That place was packed. So people are out. I mean, so I'm just not sure. I wonder if the theater, if the industry has, has really been hurt. Well, obviously it's been hurt. But like with HBO Max picking up stuff, and there's a bunch of stuff now. Like I've been doing like streaming. That's what I was wondering too. I was I was one. I was thinking that because like you know I've been to the theater at least as as, as much as you have mm -hmm. um, this year, and 
I haven't been seeing big crowds, and I'm thinking that maybe people just got used to uh, watching stuff at home. I'm wondering if that's not the case. Now, now the thing about it is, because you can't, me, like, you can't, you know, um, watching a band is different. Like, you, it's hard to duplicate that at home. But, oh, absolutely. You can't. There's no way. I mean, you yeah, can't. But but a, but a movie, you know, you can get a you can get a big screen TV. You can get a sound mm -hmm. bar. You can get blackout curtains and and you, know, you just make it as yeah and people people have been building these entertainment theaters in their houses and stuff right. I, you know we I don't know it kind of I mean now right now to me it's a prime time to go to the theater because of course you get your basically your your pick you know where you want to sit yeah but I, at the same time but it's not the same experience but it's and there's not a lot of good options like I, I don't want to see the Conjuring or Spirit Untamed yeah I know exactly so it's not. I don't know. It's gonna make me. It makes me wonder. I mean, I, I not, and I don't know what the rest of the larger cities like Los Angeles, New York, what the people are, you know, how their theaters are doing as far as you know people going back. But I don't know. But in Columbia, South Carolina, from what I can tell, there's nobody going. I mean, I guarantee you, when um, on June 25th that weekend, yeah, you're gonna see some numbers. Do you think people will pile into the theater to see that thing? I do. Mm. Let me tell you something. The um, the seventh movie and the eighth movie each they made a billion dollars each. Well, that's right, but you didn't have COVID lingering around, and people worried to death about that. So I don't know. Yeah, but people love them some 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 uh, oh. Fast and Furious car chases. Oh my gosh! I just don't understand. Well, you know. I was tempted to watch it because I said, all right, well, now that poor Paul Walker's gone, and I guess he was trying to live like the movie because, you know. But I will tell you this. His character is not gone. His character is still alive. Okay, that's just it. That's too much right there. That is just – that's just almost – that's almost dumb. I mean, let it go. I think they should have – I think – I don't think it really makes a lot of sense either, but the – um. The reason that they I gave mean, if you him, want to honor him, that's fine, but you can do it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, they say I know I remember when he when the first movie that came out after he died, they they did they they didn't want to be viewed as being insensitive, but it doesn't really make sense for the story for his character to still be alive, but not no. but not participating with the missions with everybody else. Because uh, like for instance, his character is married with kids now, but he, he used to be he started off as a um, LAPD undercover agent, undercover cop. Then he joined the FBI. Now he's sitting at home with the kids while all his friends and his uh, wife goes <laughs> on. <laughs> they go on. Um, right. They yeah. go on suicide missions all across the world. Okay. That and he's gonna stay home and and be, and be with. It. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wrong. So. Right. That, that's just not no. Come on, just just deal with it. I mean, unfortunately, he's passed and he's moved on, and you know, say he bring it, write something, and not necessarily exactly what happened to him, but you can write into the film, you know, that he was picked off or something by one of the enemy or something. I mean, right? They got because they, you know, they killed Princess Leia in the last Star Wars movie. Right. I mean. Oh, my gosh. That's just ridiculous. But you know what, though? It goes back to show you it's like Indiana Jones 5. Now, do we really need an Indiana Jones 5? Not if he's going to be 75 years old. Exactly. That's just – but if the numbers – you know, if the numbers will come in, they're going to – you know, Hollywood is – it's all about the mighty dollar. 
So, and that's what just irks me about some of these films is like, if you've got a good quality film and, you know, you can keep them that way, I could potentially see one or two series, you know, sequels or something. And I, I think, I think that they need to either recast the role so that they, they can have, uh, they can still have him believably running around and beating people up and swinging on vines and stuff. <laughs> or they need to like use some CGI to make him look a little younger because it's not going to make sense if he's doing the same stuff he does in every other movie. And, he's and saying, I have not even heard, who else is playing in it? Have you even read anything about it, about who's going to be? No, I don't so, know. You know. Didn't they try one with his son? And who, who yeah, played the son? The last movie was terrible. They had Shia LaBeouf as his son. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, And they brought back they brought back Marion. Yeah, from from the first from Raiders of the Lost Ark, they brought her back. Is it horrible? Yeah. Well, they ruined the thing anyway by not keeping her. I don't even I don't know what that woman's schedule was, or if they didn't want to pay her enough or what. But she should have been involved from the get go. I mean, even in in all the sequels, in my opinion, from the for the second one. Well, I don't think it would have been appropriate for him to have two two different love interests in the second movie. Well, I don't know. Well, you know, he's Indiana Jones, so why not? I mean, I don't know. All I know is that, you know, they don't need to, I don't think we need an uh, Indiana Jones 5. That's just, that's that's ridiculous. I will take Indiana Jones if you give me a middle-aged Indiana Jones and instead well, of a, a, a 70-year-old Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, and that, which is the one that has Sean Connery in it? Was that the, um... That's the third one. That's uh, How the third? Last, okay. last Crusade. I didn't like that one either because it was too, uh, it was too goofy. I didn't. They it, they turned into it was too many stupid jokes and stuff. I didn't like yeah, that. they didn't. They were they th- they were being cutesy about it. And I like, know, yeah, I didn't like that. And I don't like it when a, when a film is knows yeah. that it's hokey and it's it was, it was yeah, it was like screwball comedy. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. So, um, but I mean, I'm at the point too, like with. Like um, you know, with the Top Gun series, I don't even know that I want that to. I'm, I mean, that's even questionable. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with that because he's he's a pilot. He's a pilot. He's not going to be around. Yeah, but I mean, you that when the character's been gone for that long, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how it. Plus, we all know that in real life, Tom Cruise can do um action. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I get in that. So, no doubt about so that. Now, so, now, if Tom Cruise was Indiana Jones, I'd go see that. Um, yeah, I probably would because you know what? And I know, I know where you're going to go with this, but I still do not understand why people hated the mummy so much. I thought it was ridiculous. It was <laughs> and, the, and the jokes weren't funny. It was good. I was so looking forward to like the werewolf. You know, coming out and I promise you, F nine uh, is better than the mummy. <laughs> I mean, if there was any, I really thought that they were going to be able to 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 spin off and have those old classic films come back. Um, when you start off with that, when you got Russell Crowe, <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, come on. Uh, oh man! Um, and then, you, they should have just made a choice. If you're going to be a horror movie. Be a horror movie. Don't try to be scary and funny at the same time. Yeah, because that's, I know, and you know what? That's the thing with you, because I do remember now you saying you don't like that. I because, know. like, American World War from London, you said you didn't like that, and I love American World War from London. I mean, to me, let me, say, let me tell you something. You cannot 
make a right turn and a left turn at the same time. I, it, blended, it, it blended so well. That was, the, that was the thing about American World with London is it knew, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. It knew it was, it was kind of edgy and kind of hip and oh. Rick Baker did those um, special effects when um, David, what was his name? David Naughton. Yeah. That was the most insane thing watching him turn into the wolf. I mean, that was that, just that was good. That was good, but they ruined, um, they ruined the horror with the stupid jokes. Uh, I, I thought it was great. I loved it. So, so in other words, we couldn't have had a Silence in the Land with jokes mixed up in there. So, oh no, there was, nobody would have <laughs> won any Oscars at that one. Uh, I still just but go, I, yeah, but that movie still I just can't going back it, there. It just, imagine it just, imagine Hannibal Lecter cracking jokes. Well, no, he did. He did kind of. I mean, no, kind of, in a scare. You don't think that thing with that scene where he was talking about the whatever he was doing. He was scaring people. He, he, he meant hey, that. He he meant that when he said I thought he it was kind that. of. I thought it was when kind he, of. When he was ridiculous. talking about eating people, he wasn't joking. He meant it. I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but you know, I, <laughs> I just no. I it just I thought the scariest thing about that movie was the guy that was sewing up the skins. But um, but I will say this though: when you, if your if your movie has a character that people still remember, thirty years later, yeah, okay, I think you were you were onto something. Yeah, but well, you're the only you're the only, and except when I'm talking to you, I don't even remember the mummy ever happened. Oh my! All right, well, and it did make money. It didn't. It lost. Yeah, money. I remember it just people didn't. Didn't go to that, so um, yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty bad choice, I guess. So, but well, I don't know. I, oh man, F nine! I can't believe you actually got to see that. So, um, wow. But anyway, so and I don't know because I don't know at this point in time, in the next couple of weeks, what I want to see because I just did a search up on upcoming movies and there's nothing that really excites me at this point. And here there's we are. There's something I don't understand. You have talked a lot about Paul Walker in mm -hmm. the term that I've known you. But you haven't seen any movies from his biggest franchise. Not a one. What's up with that? <laughs> so, I you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it that just never that it just did not appeal to me. Um, and I don't think it was so much well, actually, I will say who, what it was. Um, ben Diesel is just the one that just, I just, oh. <laughs> I, I, I just, no. And I think, and I tried well, watching. You know what? Vin Diesel's not in, not in all of the movies. Well, I think it's maybe just because I thought he was associated with it. But I, because I remember trying to watch Vin Diesel in, um, what was that horror film, that night movie, that alien movie he was in? Pitch Black. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't give it that. Pitch Black was good, but the sequel sucked. Mm -hmm. Vin Diesel oh. was in um, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, shut up. I did not know that. Wow. Yep. Um, I do see, here's some comment for the top story. We're talking about how Paul Walker's brother says that Vin Diesel is doing a good job of keeping his brother's legacy alive. Okay, so I give him that. But um, I just, I do find it ironic that he ended up dying in a car crash with him having played in all these films about car, about the, you know, with these car 
chases and crashes and stuff, and it's it's just awful. I mean, he died you know, crashing you know, at over 100 miles an hour. You know, um, what's his name? Um, well, James Dean died in a car crash, and he um, yeah, his signature movie um, featured him in a car race that ended up with a deadly car crash. Mm. Rebel without a cause. We uh, yeah, that that's true. I was looking to see if there was anything else that we did not talk about that's coming up that would be really good to watch here in the, in the next while. And I'm just not seeing a lot of stuff for the 2021 rest of the season. It's just anything to write home about. And I did hear the other day on a show I'm watching, and um, my grandkids watch it, but the Paw Patrol, they've got a movie coming out. Yes. <laughs> you don't like the Paw Patrol? I've never seen it, but I... Um... Um, and then, I didn't like the animation when I saw a little clip of it. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's definitely not your, but you, yeah. Um, now here's something I did find because we did go over, we did I think talk about the upcoming movies last time, but this is the eleven best movies new to streaming to watch in June. So let's wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, I did okay. see another movie, upcoming movie that isn't, uh, it's not out yet. Have you ever heard of uh, The Man Who Would Be King? I, I have heard of that. So I think it's an old Sean Connery movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have heard of that. Well, there's a new movie that's based on the same basic story called uh, Edge of the World. And it comes out on June 21st. And I saw that. Well, who stars in that? Jonathan Reese Myers. Okay, now never mind. It it you know what you might right. like this movie because it's <laughs> it actually is like a it reminded me of um what was that movie you liked a few years ago with Charlie Hunnam, the Lost City. Oh, of um, it's that kind of movie. It's about yeah, it's okay. about British British soldiers exploring. Uh, well, they go to Borneo, and oh and, yeah, and the main guy. James Brooke, he ends up um, kind of becoming the leader of the of the local empire or kingdom. Mm. It's loosely uh, based on a, my, okay, that might be it's pretty loo- good. It's, it's loosely based on um, historical events. And this is called Edge of the World. Yeah. Okay, I might. Yeah. It's got some good cinematography, but I didn't like the movie itself. Uh. And yet you recommended the thing to me. I'm not recommending it. I'm just telling you that, I'm just <laughs> telling you that it's coming. <laughs> Here, watch this stinko. <laughs> I, I, I am not recommending it. <laughs> uh, well, this is funny that um, we've been talking about this stuff because this uh, it's almost like we were meant to talk. About, it's so weird how everything we've talked about is coming into play. Because it says in this article, it says, read on for 11 of the best new movies, best movies new to streaming services in June. There's something for everyone. The very first film that they're recommending is American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to see what it says. It says, John Lannis' shaggy horror comedy, start horror comedy. So in other words, that, that is not two things in your vocabulary. No, that's like. Stars uh, David uh, Naughton and Griffin Dunn as David and Jack, two college students, da 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 that's um, like peanut butter and mayonnaise. So the oddball ticking clock movie is bolstered by prosthetics 
prosthetic effects by the legendary Rick Baker, who who is absolutely amazing. Um, Fight Club. Now, what did you think about Fight Club? I wasn't really into Fight Club. I did like the twist, but uh, I don't understand that. It's a little bit overrated, in my opinion. I mean, because here that because here they got the New York Times going so far as to dub it the defining cult movie of our time. No, it's not. I, nah. It was an interesting concept, but I, I wasn't that crazy about it. So, Face Off, never saw that. Don't care. I thought, to yeah, I don't like stuff like that. It, it, that's one of those um, brainless action movies. I don't like. That. I, I don't know. Doctor Strange Love. Nope. That's a classic. I know, but I don't care to see it. I so, never saw it either. That's the that's the one with the guy riding the bomb. I think so. Stanley Kubrick, he is so weird. I just, I'm not into his stuff. Oh, and speaking of which, here's the second one, Eyes Wide Shut. I did see that. That was horrible. Yeah, I didn't like that. Either. Why in the world? Who would, they must have paid Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman $25 million a piece to be in that movie. Horrible. And um, I wonder if that had a to took a toll on their marriage because I don't know. Not long after that, it was. Oh, that, <laughs> they got divorced. Um, Green Mile. Now, who would have thought? I, I did not realize Green Mile had not been streaming anywhere yet, but that is a great film. Um, I never actually watched it. Uh, what? what? As my head spins around, um, you never watched. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely great. Uh, you got to watch it. I'm not going to watch Kajillionaire. I have no desire to see this. I don't know why. No. Have you seen it? No. What is it about? Kajillionaire is easily Miranda's, Miranda July's most accessible, approachable, and funny film, but it's still weird and, and idiosyncratic uh, as heck. Evan Rachel Woods stars as the adult daughter of two petty con artists, Richard Jenkins and Deborah Winger, who I didn't even realize were still alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a great actress, don't get me wrong, but I just thought I didn't know she was still alive. Who live via tiny scams like um, stealing other people's mail. They're all equal partners in crime until she meets a woman, Gina Rodriguez, who wants another scams and accidentally upends their practice, but ridiculous lifestyle. I don't care to see it. Ridiculous lifestyle. Jennifer's body, have noted that. Oh, that sucked. I bet I was going to say, I, mm, I'm not going to see that. I want to see, um, in July, I want to see The Tomorrow War. It's going to be coming to Amazon. What is that about? It's about a, um, it's about like a, um, some, there's something about time travel. There's a war with the, there's an alien invasion. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, um, People have the ability to use time travel, so they get uh, like soldiers from the past to, and they bring them into the present or the future to help them fight against the aliens. Oh, hmm. okay. That doesn't sound too bad. So I'm looking. I mean, I, everything is pretty dry there as far as stuff to watch. So I'm gonna have to rely on, I guess. Um, oh. Did you watch Sweet Tooth? No. What's that about? Remember, you got the. We both had the streaming. It was the. It was on Netflix. Yeah. Or, oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, I gave. I got you. I said forty two, and you said thanks. And it was about something about the kid with the deer horns or something. I don't know. That's um, probably why I didn't watch it. I probably saw that. <laughs> I said, nope. Um, 
let me see what actually I, would, I do want to read what it's about. Um, yeah, Sweet Tooth. Uh, let's see. Dra- well, this is a drama series. It says uh, drama one season. Drama season one. It's gotten ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. On a perilous adventure in post in a post-apocalyptic world, a boy who's half human and half deer. That, that just gets me right there. Searches for a new beginning with a love protector. I, I'm yeah, I'm not going into that. I, I, you know what? We were talking about Indiana Jones earlier, and the trailer that I saw makes me think that Jungle Cruise is kind of going to be like going down that same road. Oh no, please! I can hear already. That thing does not even need to be released. So, <laughs> I, I just no. What's your problem with Jungle Cruise? The Rock? You I, don't like The Rock? I don't like The Rock, and and it just looks ridiculous. No. Mm-mm. No. Well, I'm looking to see if there's anything else out there that's worth a toot to watch, but I don't. I mean, it's just it just I just don't see anything. I mean, I'm I was excited about A Quiet Place too, and then I was excited about Cruella till you and Robert and everybody mm, else. I don't was, even know, had, know why. Well, well, tell me, tell me why you were psyched about it. I just thought of the look of it from the trailers and um, Emma Stone. Um, she just—I don't know. I just—I could just see her the way it just. And I guess because I was thinking it was kind of a a spinoff on a Joker per se, like a female version of the Joker, and um, so that's why I was thinking it'd be pretty good to watch. But now it's I'm definitely, it's definitely not Joker. <laughs> so now I'm just disappointed because I'm hearing so many things about it that just aren't, you know. You know um, what? You should just watch 101 Dalmatians again. And I'm not talking about Glenn Close. I'm talking about the animated version. Mm. Well, I'm not even sure that I'm going to watch the Glenn Close either. So that's just not, mm-mm. I don't think that's something Alex said as far as um. But I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot and see. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm gonna have to watch it. That's all there's to it. Because if I come back and if I end up loving this thing, I, I I'm I don't know what this, what I'm gonna say. So um, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna say either. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the poor movie here today. You know, with Billy Crystal, I think it's done, it's done plummeted. I don't think it's it didn't do anything. You never watch it. I didn't think that was going anywhere because, um, I mean, who really, there's nobody rushing out to see a movie, a Billy Crystal movie these days. Yeah, he's kind of, I think, reached he, it. He, 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 he reached he, the pinnacle of his career probably. So. Yeah, he, he, his last, um, his last big thing was uh, analyze this. Now, what about the hitman's wife bodyguard? Have you heard anything about that? Pass, because I hated the first one. Did I even see? You know what? I this is the sequel. Yeah, the first one is called The Hitman's Bodyguard. This time they're bringing the wife in. Oh, that was the one with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jack. Oh, that was horrible. You saw yeah, it? Okay. I don't need to see that either. So no. Nope. All right. Well, I don't are know anything gonna, else. Are you going to watch Dune? Dunes. Dune. Dune. Yeah. No, that's definitely not on my radar. I don't know. In fact, go ahead and release the darn thing already and let it go, let it disappear. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that because it's Mm-mm. the same writer director that did uh, Arrival. 
And and that was okay. I'm not going to say that was the, the best horror film I've ever seen or any movie, but I didn't know. Dune is I, just thought, I, I thought Arrival sucked, but I thought you liked it. I, I I did like some aspects of it, but but Dune is just way too. That's just on the that's on the sci-fi category that I just that's on another level on its own. I, <laughs> no, I, I just can't. No, I'm not doing that. Nope. In fact, when is that coming out? That goes. I out heard that thing. That thing has been pushed out so many times. October first. Lord, please bring it on out and get it over with. That's the, who stars in that thing. Let me see. Jason Oh, uh, Timothy Chalamet, who, and Zend- now wait a minute, Zendaya is in there. Yeah. A lot, you know what? Uh, some of the cast from uh, one of your favorite movies is in this. Oh story. my God, look at the cast. It's got. It's the same cast from uh, The Greatest Showman. Rebecca Ferguson is in Yes. And now she is amazing. Jason Momoa, okay. Now I'm sorry, Dave Bautista, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. <laughs> okay, I just can't. Um, mm, that the man, the man can act. Let me tell you something. Whew. Every every wrestler can act. <laughs> they have to convince a live audience that they're really beating somebody. Oh my god, the the man's scenes and how he acted was just. Oh my lord, it was awful. Um, bless his heart. Uh, Dennis Skarsgård. Okay, he's good. You like Josh Brolin? Yes, he's good. He's in it. Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Charlotte Rampling, which looks Javier Javier Bardem won an Oscar. He's good. Yep. Um, wow, they've got a lot of people in here. Good grief! What is the budget on that film? Probably two hundred mil. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, I can say where's does it listed here? One hundred sixty-five mil. <sighs> But I cannot believe they're bringing it back after the horrendous Sting. See, and I didn't even see it. And that's the one reason I didn't watch it, because Sting, the original <laughs> version. Well, Sting, they don't have any rock stars in this version. Well, they don't. But I, I don't, that don't mean it's going to be a good movie. So, And, and <laughs> Dave, Dave Bautista, mm. oh, that might, that might right there turn me off from it. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I'm ready for that thing to come and go. And the Halloween movie, they need to go ahead and bring that out and let it go, too. It's time to just... Time to bring that, wrap it up. They should let that go before they even bring bring, bring that airplane in for landing. It's time to close. Time to no. Time to leave close it the in, Leave it in the hangar and never let. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Leave it in there. Don't open up the doors. It's gone. <laughs> um, Cancel the flight. Yeah, exactly. So, well, man, I hate our. We didn't have our guest tonight. So, um, and well, we didn't even do our little opening. Everybody that's listening to this, make sure you. Sign up with us, subscribe and like and and give us your comments and feedback. Um, because we definitely want to hear from you. And uh got several platforms now that I think we're at on because Rand's been working diligently and getting us out there. Thank goodness. And thank you, Rand, for that. So um so give us the feedback on it, y'all. What's your what's what's out there? If I'm missing anything that's new that's coming up and you want to comment on it, let us know because we're always open for anything you might know about. Um, any, I'm trying to think about if there's any other Hollywood news to talk about. I think I'm, I need to, I'll have to read tonight and see if there's anything good that's coming up. Um, um, cause I don't think so. Not that I'm, I think you should go ahead and watch that, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You think that's good? I loved it. 
It's I mean, has it already played? Have all the seasons already? I mean, has all the uh, episodes aired? Yeah, there's only six episodes though. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, I may check that out. So and see, um, cause I yeah, things right now are kind of bone dry. But I mean, but I have to say, of course, I mean, I just haven't really had a chance to sit down and, and pick out anything new to watch. Um, of course, family drama going on. But um, it's all right. But uh, yeah, I need to come up with some good stuff. I don't. I did see where someplace listed all the different stuff coming out on um, Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, and HBO Max. In Are fact, you? some something's on HBO Max right now that was supposed to be in the theaters that came out at the same time. What is that? Let me think. Are um, you like? Uh, did you ever like the Monsters? Oh no! 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 Oh, no! no. Why? Don't tell me there's a much another movie coming out about that. Yeah, oh. yeah Rob Zombie's doing a monster. No, horrible. No. Um, what is the thing that is on? Oh, The Conjuring is out on HBO Max. How and listen? Uh, yeah, how you know they're doing that thing. thing. It, it's, they're still doing that thing where they... The oh, movie. and Those Who Wish Me Dead, where Angelina Jolie plays the realistic oh, fire-fighting yeah. lady. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't all that realistic. <laughs> yeah. um, Tenet is playing, and I need to watch that. You should watch that. I yeah. have not watched that. I need to, the New Mutants is out on there. I, I like that. Um, Critics didn't like it. I do. Mm-mm. Uh, let's see. What was Geostorm? I don't remember that. So. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> wow. You know, it's about a, uh, <laughs> it's a disaster movie where um, the government has figured out a way to control the weather and then it goes haywire and causes a massive storm across the whole planet. <laughs> oh, God. So Gerard Butler has to save the day. Oh, I remember that film. Yes, in fact, I think you see it. Yeah, that was... Mm. I, yeah. Okay. We're not going to go down that path. So, um, if I had the, oh, you know, no, let me, let me talk about this right now <laughs> because I can't believe we haven't even touched on it. This is big Hollywood news. So what is the deal about the friends reunion? Okay. Now, first of all, let me ask you a question. Were you a friends person? Did you even like watching friends? I was not a friends fan, but I, okay. I don't have any, I really, I'm not a friends hater. Yeah, well, I mean, me neither. I mean, I, I, you know, I watched it. I thought I had some some funny episodes. There were some things that were good about it. Um, I don't understand what the big hullabaloo that was about. What why everybody felt the need to bring have them reunited? I, I I don't get that. I don't get it either. But so I'm worried though about Matthew Perry because I don't know if you read about that, but I had heard that people said he apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, you know, but apparently the stories are that he's an alcoholic and drinks and. Cause they were talking about how he was slurring his words and stuff, but I didn't even watch the reunion itself, so I can't really speak to it. I didn't watch other, it either. other than what's just going around. But I, I would be interested to know what the numbers were. I mean, that would be pretty interesting to see. But I know for a while, at least for a couple of days, that was like the big talk of the, of the Hollywood Entertainment News was uh, the Friends reunion. And I, I saw some news where um, supposedly um, Lady Gaga did a guest appearance on the reunion too. Lady Gaga, what? 
She she didn't made an appearance on the reunion. To, oh, hmm, okay. Well, she was a big fan. Yeah, ah, gotcha. I didn't realize that. Well, that's well, good for her. Um, <laughs> so, um, there's another original show out there called o Oslo. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I plan on checking that out. Um, I haven't heard. I just know the name. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't even know what it's about. So, um, okay. And it's, it used to be a Tony Award-winning play, or adapted adapted from it. So, okay. Now you got me think, rethinking it. Yeah, this is adapted. Now watching. This is adapted from the Tony Award-winning play. This film follows the unlikely story of the 1993 Oslo Peace Accords. What the heck was that? I don't even remember that. Must not have been too big of an impression on me. It's uh, agreements between the government of Israel and the PLO. And I, I, mm, so it's like a, it was a peace treaty. Yeah, okay, never mind. I, that's not, no, that's not the kind of action I want to watch. So, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, you know, of course, I want peace, of course, naturally, but as far as watching, I don't. Um, <laughs> No, I don't think I don't see anything else either. That I, I mean, if I could really get into the whole um, horror thing, then the Conjuring would definitely be something I'd follow up on and just watch every one of them just back to back. In fact, you know what? I, why don't I do it during the early hours? I think I saw the first one, if I'm not mistaken, because supposedly this thing is based on a real couple that helped. Ah, okay. Um, I don't know. I may I may watch that Conjuring after all. And, you know, you know, this is like the, um, there's a lot of Conjuring movies. You're not going to start from the beginning? Oh, no, I'm going to, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I watched the first one. Oh. If, if I recall correctly, I think I watched the first one, but it's going to have to be in the daytime or something. Or when it's, there's, uh, but there's like, I think there's like seven of those movies. Oh, no, I don't want to go into all that. Because, uh, you know, you ever heard of Annabelle? Annabelle's related to the Conjuring. Oh, I can't watch that then. No, she creeps me out. Yeah, no. I, I can't do that. Um, but, you know, there are people that just absolutely are just dead set on watching that kind of stuff. And, you know, I used to, when I was younger, I used to be able to watch that kind of stuff. And now, since I've gotten older, no, I, um, I can't do it. There's, there's The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. All that's tied together. There's eight movies in all. No, no. Okay. Well, it's about to catch up with with F nine. So, okay. No, that's too much. I can't do that. I, it, I may, I, I may watch this later one. Uh, later, only because ha now. See that right there? Are the numbers that they're giving out? No, they said it was box office, so it's got to be the actual theater for it to have beat. Out a quiet place too, and I, quiet place too has only been out what two weeks. Yeah, that, that, those are theater month numbers you're talking about. It did. Um, yeah, Conjuring was number one, and a quiet place was number two. That still blows my mind. I, I'm just disappointed. I just can't believe that because I still think a quiet place too is great. Love it. Love it. Well, you gotta think if if a franchise has eight movies, they already have a built-in. Yes, yes, that's true. So, yeah. That's a very good point. Um, well, the only thing we haven't talked about is, let me see what's on Apple TV+. Plus. You know, there were some series on there I used to watch. Um, I, I actually did see um, the, 
couple of those movies. I saw The Nun and The Curse of La Llorona, and I thought they both sucked. Yeah, I, well, I'm going to watch. I have some uh, Hollywood news for you. Oh, bring it up. What is it? I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but. <laughs> oh, no. It supposedly, it's, um, it has been confirmed that they're, they're working on Joker 2. Uh, with the same same uh, direct writer director. Um. Hmm. Uh. Now that uh, you're right, I'm not sure how I feel about this. First of all, it had better not be a movie film without Joaquin Phoenix in it. Yeah, I think he's going to be in it. Yeah, they got a, he won an Oscar, so they, they're not going to do it without him. So, but I'm so torn because you're going to be taking a film that is disturbing, but in my opinion, the, is a, in my opinion, it's a cinematic masterpiece. And you're going to mess with that. Most of the time, yeah, I, think it's know, pretty, I think it's it, pretty good too. Sequels do not work. Oh man, I don't know. I want to so same director, right? Is that the same person would be? Yeah, but I think I think part of the reason sequels usually don't work is because they don't have the same filmmaking team when they do the sequel. But sometimes you just don't need to touch that magic. You just need to let a film be its own. The way he just walks out of the end, which I mean, that of course leaves the door open for a sequel. The way he was leaving, but God, I don't know. I just I don't know. It it's yeah. Any film where, and I'm and I'm I hate to say it like this, but I mean, who would have thought that Robert De Niro would have ended up like he did in that film? No, I, that just, that was just so just. Mm, I don't know, but the whole acting was just brilliant. Everybody, Joaquin Phoenix was just crazy. He was just crazy good. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I'm gonna be torn about it. I've got to see what I've got to. They're gonna have to put together a trailer that's really, really, really gonna have to. Because I saw once I saw that trailer for the Joker or for Joker, I, I just knew I was hooked. I was gonna, yeah. And I think, and you know, I told you I don't ever watch rewatches, which is truly a lie now. Because um, I thought I think I've seen it like three times now. Wow. Oh. Yes. I've, yes, I have. I've seen it on. Um, I watched it one out on one of the streaming channels, and. Uh, so that's your, that's, your second, that's, your to, that's your second favorite movie of all time. I watched, uh, I think I went into the theaters and saw it twice because I saw it myself one time and then I went back with somebody else. And then I think I watched it, I actually might have seen it four times and I think I watched it twice on the streaming channel. So the only movie you like more than Joker is Grease. <laughs> um... Well, I have to take that back because I've watched Night Fever a couple of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, but you know what, though? But let's talk about rewatch because if you talk about what you would pay to see again versus just seeing on, like, TBS Network or TBS Channel or whatever, I mean, there's a difference there. But um, at the same time, I think that no matter what you say, if you don't have – if you don't even have the urge to watch a movie twice, you didn't really think it was that good. I mean, let's all right. So let's see. 
Grease, I probably watched a hundred times. I could you probably definitely, you definitely love it. I love it. I've watched That Night Fever probably 50 times. I've watched Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh my gosh, how many times has that thing been on TBS channel? I've watched Titanic I, 10 times. I've, I've never watched Fried Green Tomatoes. <laughs> and I don't plan on watching it either. Why would you not watch Fried Green Tomatoes? And I'm. T- oh. I don't like. Movies about people sitting around talking to each other, and I don't like fried <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> but oh Lord, have mercy! Uh, Cicely Tyson is just oh my gosh, she's just just an American classic. She is. I, I can't. I just that film. I don't even get me started. I don't even get me started. I, I just. I, I. It's just. Oh my gosh. Some classic moments in that thing in that film. Um, I'm, I'm really getting uh, getting some insight here. Let, let me hear the rest of this list. The Greatest Showman. Okay, love it. The first Star Wars. Yes, the first three. The first three are the classics. In fact, in my opinion, those are the only Star Wars. Everything else is. All eh. up. What about Rogue One? It was a good movie, but it's not. But it's just no. I'm I think sorry, Rogue, I think I think Rogue One is better than Return of the Jedi. I just think the first three are the true original Star Wars. And they they should have just left it alone after that. <laughs> yep. I, I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you say you watched Titanic a hundred times? No, no, no. I've watched about 10 times. So, I mean, but I mean, we're I did, not talking. I did watch, I did watch Titanic more than I have to myself, watch it, but, but I don't like the, I don't like the love story. I just like, I, when, I just like it when the boat starts sinking. That's what, that's the part I watch. I'm intrigued about the history. What gets me about the Titanic is the fact that it was so well done. And I think that it amazed me at how he, it just was so realistic and just, and I keep thinking about the history of what happened that night and how horrendous that was. But then the other thing is I'm like everybody else. I keep questioning myself, Rose, could you not have moved over just a little bit and let him get and Jack get up on that piece of board with you? Exactly. I mean, why did he have to allow himself to – I mean, and plus, why did she not freeze to death? Because she was still halfway in the water too. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, they, they did have survivors, so – Oh, well, yeah, they did. But, I mean, think about how many died on that horrible. So, um, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's not so much the love story that gets me as much as it is about the, the history of the ship itself and seeing it. I, I, I think the love story is horrible. Oh, God. Uh, let me, uh, what was the other, there's another music, of course, I know you're not in musicals, I don't know. Um, no, no. Did you ever watch Moulin Rouge? I hated that. I never watched it, but I'm going to tell you what, at the time that my daughter was in high school, that was like the biggest and most popular film for every for those kids to go see. Like Pearl Harbor, they must have went and saw Pearl Harbor like ten times and paid at the theater. Pearl Harbor, I put Pearl Harbor in the same category as Titanic. I thought the love story, the love triangle was stupid, but yeah. I did like the um, all the, of the, the planes, the bombing, and the military. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I didn't pay to go see the Titanic more than once. I think. Well. I never paid for it. I watched it on HBO. Oh my god! <laughs> um, 
I, so when I see it on TBS or something, like if it's a Friday or Saturday night, I'm just laying there, you know, saying, all right, I need to hurry up and go to bed, but I just happen to catch it. If there's a certain scene, like, that's like Urban Cowboy. I mean, seriously, I went and paid to watch Urban Cowboy, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I paid to watch this film. That movie is um, you can, that movie's on um, YouTube for free, bro. Urban Cowboy is? Yeah, that's how much they oh care about that movie. <laughs> Well, now, let me tell you, I will give John Travolta credit. He did, he, 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 he did help start a craze because that was back in the day when um, cause they, that's when all the line dancing started and the riding the bulls and everything. He he was on a, he was on a r roll with that. I mean, he, it definitely was a film that started something, but um, not that I wanted to be a part of it. But um, <laughs> but um, I watched it every once in a while because I had to watch him talking to Deborah Winger, and that's where and I heard. The story I heard was that they just detested each other. I've read so many stories about that. They said they just could not stand each other. And that amazes me to watch. That same thing with Patrick Swayze and... Um, oh, Dirty well, Dancing? Yeah, the girl from Dirty Dancing. They said they could not... They were, they played Red Dawn together and hated each other. Yeah, I saw that. But then they came back together and, and they actually ended up somehow making up their differences and likely... But I heard Deborah Winger and John Travolta never made up. <laughs> they just they just could not stand each other. But I mean, when you look at it on the film, though, it it looks like they have a relationship. So that that kind of intrigues me. That's some good acting. Absolutely, must be. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's some things that I watch. Everyone, you know, when, it, when I'm flipping through channels and it just catches mine stuff that's just been around forever. What about Alien? I heard you bring that up a couple times. Oh, Alien is like the classic monster alien horror movie. Yeah, that's 1979. Never will forget that. That I, I'm sorry, you're not going to top that one when it comes. Uh, I to saw. So I saw an article with the headline that read, um, "No, this wasn't an article. This was on social media. Somebody asked the question: Is Jaws the best horror movie of the 70s? What do you say? Keep in mind, Alien came out in 79." But see, how can you classify that as the same genre? I mean, it is hard though. If you were if you were getting chased by a crazy shark, you would be scared. No, I think the bet probably the in in my opinion, still the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life is The Exorcist. I, I can't. That's 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 probably the seventies is. Yeah, you're right. That's, that, the Exorcist. That's, I, yeah, I can't. Now, don't get me wrong, Alien. But I think that uh, I think that Jaws and Alien are better movies than The Exorcist. But The Exorcist was the one that was scary. Oh, I, I can't even watch that thing still, and especially now with the new release stuff in it, with the where she's crawling up and down the floor staircase backwards or upside down like a spider. Oh no, oh, no, I can't. And I, I I try. I think I don't know that I read that book. I, I did. <laughs> I don't know I that made, I read it. I made the mistake of reading the book when I was Oh, no, 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 no. Now, I did read Amityville Horror, and that, that terrified me. I didn't read it. But I was a, like 12 or 13 when I read it, and that thing, I had to sleep in my mom and dad's bedroom on the floor <laughs> for a week. I, I, didn't, I didn't even see the movie. But the, well, the movie's horrible. <laughs> I, it, I, and I'm sorry. Bless the heart. Um, what's the name that played Lois Lane in the original Superman? Margot Kidder. Oh. Yeah, she is just like Shelley Duvall. I, I that's some of the worst, <laughs> that's that's some of the worst acting I have ever seen. So you don't like The Shining? Now I like The Shining, but I cannot tolerate Shelley Duvall. I don't. I don't. I think the movie itself is overrated. 
It, it's just yeah, and I do too. I don't I don't understand why everybody thinks it's so yeah. Um, when did that come out? Eighty one. I think it was eighty. It might have been. I think you're right. It was eighty. Um, so it just kind of cuts that border. I really was anticipating it, expecting it to be a great horror film, and no, it was a. Mm, it was all right. So, even, Stephen, even Stephen King didn't like. Yeah, well, and, yeah, he tore that thing to shreds. I heard he is just dead set against it, and I think they did that remake on TV, and I think he said it was a little bit better. Um, he was a little bit more favorable toward it, but yeah, so. So I, I don't know. There's some horror films that just that Exorcist Jaws is Jaws was the the one that that made Hollywood. What do they call it? Box office. Uh, it's the one that definitely started the summer box office. Um, yeah, it was the first out. summer uh, blockbuster. Crazy. I, that thing. I read the book. They did mess it up. They did change it up a little bit um, for the better, in my opinion. Um. But then, yeah. How do you like the, so you like the? Uh, I know that the ending was different in the in the book. So you yeah. like the, you think the ending in the movie was an improvement? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot better, and um, I like the fact that they didn't that um, Hooper and um, Chief Brady's wife didn't have the affair in the in the movie. I don't I don't even know why that would have been necessary. I mean, but I thought in the movie, I thought it was kind of, um, I thought it was a little cheesy that um, Hooper magically survived at the last minute. Like we uh, found out. Yeah. It, it seemed like yeah. he died and then all of a sudden he pops up. Yeah, that, that was kind of a little, you know, that was a little unrealistic in my opinion. So, I mean, but no, that, but that's, that's the film though. I think it's a classic film and the, and the whole scene with um where they're talking about the what was the ship that oh the uh USS Indianapolis yeah the way that I thought, you know I didn't like the fact that um the captain survived that and he still ends up getting killed by a shark all these years e later. exactly well the, but you could kind of call it irony you know if you want to probably depending upon how how you want to look at it I mean that's like the the one thing he probably feared and then here comes this big shark. And, and then, of course, you, after the whole, after that movie, then, of course, you got all the sequels that were just horrible. Um, did you did you even like the second one? No. They brought Roy no. Shark back. No, <laughs> no, no. Didn't like that. Didn't like, what was the third one with the? Oh, no, that was terrible. That was Jaws 3D. That was Jaws 3D. <laughs> that was horrible. But I love that lady, that the actress, she's the cutest lady and um what was her name did you know you know that mario van peebles was in the third one are you kidding me oh my yeah. god did he get his leg bit off or something or i don't remember that was a mess of a movie oh my well, god he was caribbean i don't know if he was supposed to be but remember when they tried remember when 3d they were trying to bring 3d out and trying to get everybody to start that was horrible um i don't want to have to put glasses on my face to watch a movie no yeah i only saw one one movie that i thought was uh good in 3d and what you was that probably, you probably won't watch it it's called alita battle angel no i'm not watching that um but i do i do think that 3d is the only reason that avatar made all that money uh i'm not in fact my brother will 
argue me up and down, but he, he absolutely insists I see Avatar, and I'm, I'm refusing to see it. I'm not watching it. Avatar is just um, dances with wolves with a bunch of colors. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching Avatar. Nope. And when Dancing with Wolves was horrible. Um, was, was big, yeah, I agree. That was the biggest overrated thing I've ever seen in my life. And why in the world I, everybody I went so gaga over it, I just don't understand that. Um, yeah, I don't get it either. In fact, let me just, now you done, you done made me mad now. Let me pull up, um, <laughs> well, not mad, but you, you have made me mad, but I got to look and see um, who else was nominated at the time Dancing with Wolves. Um, what year was that? Let's see. Uh, that, that was 1990. That was 1990. And so let's see. I'm going to look up. 1991 Best Picture nominees. So let's see. So you're telling me now? Oh my gosh. Okay, we got all right. Well, first of all, I'm totally shocked because I had no idea that Ghost was actually nominated for Best Picture. Oh, that's no. That never now seen. let's get real here. You mean to tell me that Ghost was nominated? Now. That was, wrong. that was the corniest movie. Well, Whoopi Goldberg was hysterical, and I'm sorry, I, I loved her in that film. And um, I, I, you know what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm against the whole. Um, I'm against the Oscars being completely white, but I really didn't think Whoopi Goldberg did anything to get an Oscar in that movie. What? I thought I thought she did a great job. Nah. Um, but you mean to tell me? Well, here's I've learned something else too. So, Dance with Wolves, obviously, we talked about. Awakenings. I can't believe The Godfather Part Three got nominated for Best Picture. How in, exactly? I had no, because everybody, they tear it apart. But Goodfellas, so you mean to tell me Dances with Wolves beats a Martin Scorsese film as classic as Goodfellas? Awakenings? And Awakenings. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, it was good, but no, it's not Oscar. Is that that movie about um, Harrison Ford being in a coma? No, that's the one with um, that Penny Marshall directed where Robin Williams is in a... Oh, that's why I didn't watch it. I don't like uh, Robin Williams. Um, and uh, where they throw the ball at him and try to get... And I think, in fact, uh, Robert no. De Niro played the, the brother or something in it. So, until Good Will Hunting... Good Will Hunting is the only Robin Williams movie that I... That can stand. Mm, 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 mm. Well, the was good, but yeah, that's that's just for But I can't believe Goodfellas lost to Dance with the Wolf. That was pretty. That was a pretty weak uh, year. Mm. What the best? That's for sure. So those nominees. All right. Well, I'm at my limit here, so I'm going to get ready for my day tomorrow. I got to. I got Ghost, Ghost won the Oscar for best screenplay. No. Are you kidding me? No. But you got to remember how much everybody was in love with that. It was, I mean, that was like the movie. That was the rage. No. So let me, so you're going to try to get um, Ann Vu to come to our show again? I'm shot at Julia. What's her name? Oh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> that, um, wasn't she nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that? Or was she nominated for Best Actress? I don't and that's, of course, an overplay. That's on TV. That's on TBS and TNT and all that stuff so many times. I bet I've seen snippets of that film 3,000 times. So, uh, I don't see. 
Yeah, she did get nominated for Best Actress. I'm about to say, I thought she did. So. But she lost to Kathy Bates in Misery. That was appropriate. Oh, Kathy Bates was crazy wicked in that thing. Oh, she, well, she was crazy. Um, and she played crazy really good. Kathy, Kathy Bates uh, deserved that. Yeah, she did. She, well, and of course, since then, it's been like, ooh. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand that. You know what? We need to, we need to talk about that. That's going to be another show is the curse of winning an Oscar in Hollywood. Let's, let's think about that. <laughs> let's think about that for, in fact, we might even, maybe not even call it that. We could just call it like the pros and cons of winning an Oscar. Are we talking about everybody or just the actors? The main, I'm saying let's talk about actor and actress. Let's just talk about, let's talk about the acting categories. Okay. That'll be our, we can talk about that over the next show. I think it did, it worked pretty good for uh, Joe Pesci. Maybe in his case. Okay. What about, um, what's the guy, what's the man's daughter? Look at Halle Berry. Has she come back? What about like, look at Char uh, Charlize Theron. Um, look at, um, Charlize Theron is, uh, she ain't done nothing. She's not done she's anything else compared to that movie. Um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road was, uh, that was okay. It was okay. I don't think I think it was overrated, but it made a. It was overrated, and I still don't get a whole hull of blue about it. But I mean, but yeah, that was a pretty. But that was, and I told you she's in two best furious movies. See what am I saying? Those are you're going to take your Those are big. Those are big movies, though. But you, I'm sorry, but if I win an Oscar, I'm of quality in a certain character. If I, but if I win an Oscar, but the. Winning an Oscar, I'm not going to, an Oscar is not going to satisfy me if I can't pay the bills. <laughs> I mean, and look at um, Anthony Hopkins, okay? The man did pretty good, like two or three films after that, and now look what he's playing. Now, well, see, Graydon, he, see, he came back, he came back I don't this think, year. See, Anthony Hopkins isn't cursed. He just doesn't know how to say no. Oh. <laughs> any, any script you send him, he'll do it. Who else said that? Come and tell you. Um, what about De Niro? Oh, well, now, there are some exceptions, so let's just face it. The man, he's, um, he's been pretty picky for the most part. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, but even she's played in some crap. So, I mean. Uh, Francis and, McDormand. And I'll be honest with you. You know Francis, what? Francis McDormand has three of them. Things. Well, she's done pretty well, though, as far as what she picks and chooses to be in. I, let me tell you, I, I have to say Meryl Streep is, I'm not discrediting her at all as a, as a, as an actress, but, um, or an actor, however they, you know, but, um, she's, you know, you, I you, don't know. You do make a point though, because what has Cher done since Moonstruck? Not, hello? Um, the girl that won the supporting actress supposedly was called out wrong, um, for the, Oh, you mean Marissa Tomei? No, yeah. she's been in some critically acclaimed movies after since then. But what has she? What really do you remember them? The how many people? The how wrestler. many people remember her? The wrestler was critically acclaimed. Critically, but what about commercially? Yeah, it made some money. That was uh, hmm. either two thousand eight or two thousand nine. And here we are in twenty twenty one. And now she's making Spider Man movies, getting paid. Mm hmm. Um, I'm going to look up. I bet there's even a section under that called Curse of Winning. 
And it, it is. Oh, my God. Curse of winning an Oscar. <laughs> I have got to see this. Hold on. According to Organization Science Magazine, the Oscar curse is the colorful belief that misfortune paradoxically befalls Academy Award winners. Though the magazine did not find evidence of said curse, the actors on this list might disprove these findings. Hmm. The Oscar curse might be real. Just ask these actors. Okay. Like I said, winning an Oscar is supposed to be the peak of one's career. However, these 10 actors might attest to it having had the opposite effect. So let's see who these wonderful actors are. Oh, Kim Basinger. She won an Oscar, and I love Kim Basinger. Oh, my gosh. Well, Kim Basinger's not that good. Um, what? Kim Basinger oh, was a model that uh, started getting movie right. models. Halle Berry, the first and only black woman to win a Best Actress Oscar. Wait a minute. You mean she won back in 2001 and she's still the only black woman to have won the best yeah. actress Oscar? That's Hollywood. That's the Oscars for you. That's the Academy for you. 20 years later and she is still the only black woman to win for best actress. And then she went to, and starring Catwoman, which ended up, oof. She, her, now her agent right there should have said, look, you're not playing in that. <laughs> um, Adrian Bro Brody. He became the youngest person to win, and he hasn't had won a significant acting award since. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was never in. Um, even before the Oscar, he like he that that kind of slipped through the cracks. He wasn't. I never even heard of him before then or after. So, <laughs> um, oh, this poor lady, Mercedes Rule, she won uh, in for the Fisher King, which Robin Williams was nominated for. So she won the um, she won the Oscar for that. She had been in anything else since then. How, how old was she, though? Because if these people are, like, 60 mm. years old, then you got to kind of give them some. I don't remember. She was, yeah, I don't, it doesn't say here. Marsha Gay Harden. She won like, for. Like, like, like Jessica Tandy. She was, like, 100 years old when she won an Oscar. Oh, that's true. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden won for Pollock. She, won, she was nominated again three years later for the. Mystic River. Oh, God, that was a horrible movie as far as that tore me up. It was better than Pollock. Who? Robert Benini. Now, you, who did not remember him climbing up on the stairs, on the like chairs? The <laughs> yeah, the but he's, he's not. Where even, has he been? He's an Italian. He's been making movies in Italy. That's why you haven't heard of him. He, in 2002, he, he directed and starred in Pinocchio, which was critically panned with a dismal 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Think about this with Monique. It was 2010 when she won. Well, I saw the, I, I can't, I, I've never seen a movie only because I don't, I don't know that I can handle it. But the snippet I saw of her, she, she, she looked like she'd be mean as you know what. And I. She was, she was, mm. she was, uh, she was. Because she really played she was emotionally, mentally, physically, and sexually abusive. Ooh, so she played the part right. Ooh, I don't know if I could watch that. And she's only been in four movies since her Oscar, none, none of which reached the same level of success. Oh my lord, was she? But I think I think it's um, I think you got to put comedians in a different category. Like they're, um, it's amazing that they even win an Oscar to begin with. Well, that's true, because you don't know, you don't expect them to, you know. Right. 
play like they did. When well, Tatum O'Neill, of course, she everybody knows she won for Paper Moon when she was ten years old, and she's just been a whoo in a mess since. Um, did you ever watch the film? Oh God, this was such a good movie. It was so heartbreaking. Oh God, The Killing Fields. No, that's now, here, listen that's to this. One those, that's one of those movies that used to that I used to skip on HBO back. Oh, it just it, it was amazing. But Hang S. Nor he won his won for his first ever film role in the Killing Field <laughs> after switching from gynecology to acting in 1984. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what he played the heck you never would have known. He played he was a journalist in the film, and when he comes back in the well, yeah, I don't think you've ever seen it. I will see it, and you well, you may see it. He was only the second Asian actor ever to win, and only one of two non-professional actors to win. Hmm. Well, he yeah, he's a non-actor, so that's amazing that he ever won in the first place. Oh, here's another good one. Marley Matlin. She won for Children of a Lesser God, and where's she been? She's been on TV ever since. She's deaf. How many how many Oscars do you think? <laughs> well, how many movies do you think she was I know, for? but still they should give her a chance. I mean, for pity's sake. So how, how many how many roles are, are even out there for her? That's true. That's a good that's a good point. So yeah. Um, that's a pretty interesting list because I had there were some people I had forgotten about, but yeah, I I do think there could be some something said to that when she won that Oscar. It's like getting um, was it was it the Grammys? They always say that people don't want to win the um, best new artist because they always say talk about how there's a curse for that. But you, uh, you know what? After after listening to some of the names that you mentioned, I think that um, the reason that a lot of those people had um, career slumps was because they weren't really actors in the first place. Like, look at Cher wasn't an actor. She was a rock star. Uh, no, that's true. And one and guy, you said, anyone... you said that one guy was a gynecologist. He, he was, was a gynecologist and twitched yeah. over to Adam. Yeah. Um, How did he decide to Monique, get from... Mo Monique was a stand-up comic. You know what I mean? Like, these are people who aren't even really actors. Yeah, that's a good point. So... That's a good point. Hmm. All right, well. And don't forget, Kim Basinger was a model. Oh, but I loved her so much in Nine and a Half Weeks. Her and Mickey Rourke, that was, oh, my gosh, that was a movie and a half. Oh. What about, what about uh, were you blown away by that James Bond movie she was in? Yep. See, but I did hear she was, I heard LA Confidential was a great movie. And I've never seen it. I've heard it. Really I, I think it was uh, hugely overrated. So I, you know who I don't like. And now that we're talking about it, I, before I sign off, uh, do you like anything by David, uh, David Lynch? Um, I, I don't understand the whole Twin Peaks thing. I didn't, I didn't watch that. Or Blue Velvet. That I mean, was it, great. That was a crazy movie. I, that was the most nuttiest off the wall. Yeah, that was crazy. Just strange, just strange. I mean, what? Wh why would you? Oof. Now, Isabella Rosalini is just I always thought was beautiful, but um, yeah. But you he, know what? I thought I, I never liked her voice though. She, her voice yeah, is she did, and she was actually her mom was somebody famous. Who was her mom? Her mom's a famous. No, her mom's uh, Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Um. And there's another movie, another person I've never seen any of his films, and I'm really scared to watch them because I've heard they're just really very disturbing. Is Todd Haynes? 
don't know who he is. Oh, let me, oh, hold on a minute before I sign off. We got to talk about this. Hang on. I just, I'm going to read off this list so you can tell me what you think. Todd Haynes movie. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Did you ever watch? Let's start, let's start kind of down from the below. My God, he's done a lot more than what I realized. Jeez Louise. Dang. Oh, my Lord. He goes all the way back to. Okay, hold on. I got to let everything load. Um, dang. He's from Los Angeles, California. His film spanned film four decades with consistent themes examining the personality of the well-known musicians, dysfunctional and dystopian societies, and blurred gender roles. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he, uh, movies, Carol, that was out in 2015. I saw that. <clears throat> I saw that. Uh, Dark Waters. 2019, that was good. I like the documentary better. Velvet Goldmine, I heard that was interesting. Um, I'm not there. Oh, that's Bob Dylan. Not watching that. Nope, not watching it. What you got against Bob Dylan? Well, he's so overrated. I can't even stand. I can't stand hearing him sing. I just know. This might not be the same director because there's one who always I've heard has made all these. Okay, this, I'm going to have to figure out who that is before I bring him up again. So, um, yeah, I'm not a Bob Dylan. I'm one of these, I probably would get slammed with tomatoes by so many people because I'm just, <laughs> I don't like, I'm just not a fan of Bob Dylan. I'm just not. I just can't. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh, anyway, all right, well, I hope this is not the right person. So... I really want to know who you had in mind. I'm definitely got to find that out for sure. So I gotta, I gotta revisit. What, what do you have an idea of what one of his movies was? Um, let me look and see. It, let me see if Happiness is one of those because that is one I think is supposed to be really. All right, Todd Haynes' Happiness. Here it is. Film Happiness is an erotic fixation. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm thinking about, never mind. I'm talking about Pods, Salon, Salons. He's the oh. one that I heard. Todd Solons. Solons, yeah. What did he do? Um, okay, here we go. Movies. Welcome to the Dollhouse. Happiness. No. Wiener Dog. No, those sounds like weird. Dark Horse. Uh, oh, just weird stuff. Just, just very much strange. So, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know what says. No. Nope. Oh well. All right. Well, I gotta get. I'm, I'm calling it. I gotta go. But um, oh, I got one more thing to tell you. Hey, I can't believe that girl. That the, the lady didn't show up there. I wish she had. Him, so I guess. But so I forgot to tell you one thing about F nine. Is there's a one scene where um, a car jumps off a cliff and a um, jet. Um, comes by with a magnet on the bottom and catches it. A magnum. A magnet. A magnet. Yeah. It catches it. Catches the car in midair. Yeah. You just really selling me on that film. You're not. You're, you're not convincing. I'm doing it. <laughs> you're not convincing. I want to tell you one thing. It would have. It'd be a free movie. I'd have to. Use, and a matter of fact, my, in fact, that thing's not even worth using my Regal Unlimited Pass on. I'm not even doing it. No. <laughs>
you, you're you're not unlimited pass worthy for me to, to no. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm not doing it. That just I'm telling you that's ludicrous. That is just not I see what no. you did there. <laughs> Sorry. Bad pun. So oh well. All right. Well, we gotta keep gotta get into something good. So uh gotta watch some more good stuff and get back. So and bring everybody, keep everybody up to speed on what's happening. So and then um and then Dustin, we gotta get Dustin, but I gotta get my Star Wars stuff up to speed. Because which one did you say he loved so much? Rogue One? He loved um the Mandalorian. I made a lot. Oh, see, and that's been on my list for how long now? And I haven't even started it. God. Yeah, because that thing, um, the the last season came out in December, so you're way behind. I'm way behind, man. Yeah. Um, um, one more thing. There are some um, Pixar movies coming out. Um, I think this month there's a Pixar movie coming out on Disney Plus. Are we not going to the theater? Luca, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm going I to watch that. If I that can. should be good. I mean, that, that looks pretty good. So, But I don't yeah. understand. The, the pick, Me and the Pixar people both have the same question. Why mm-hmm. won't they let the Pixar movies go to theaters? Because Soul didn't go to theaters either. No. At least not in this country. No, but I'm sure. But, it, well, it... It reaches. It got the acclaim, which is what it needed, and I'm thankful for that. So, well, why can't Luca go to theaters? Yeah, I don't know. But why don't we talk about Coco next time? I love Coco. Oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. I love Coco, and that, when the little kid singing at the end with the guitar, and then I don't even get me started crying. Um, because the grandmama, you know, my favorite Pixar movie is Wally. Really? What? Oh my gosh! The robot. I like that. I have. Well, I have to. I'm. I'm gonna be bad and say I've not seen that. I can't believe it. That's the best one. It's better than. Oh, I, no! I'm sorry. I'll have to be the judge of that. I'll. I'll have to watch it and let you know. It's, so. it's better than all the Toy Stories and Coco. No way, Jose! And that had better be one rocking movie to be able to beat any of the Toy Stories. I'm sorry. It no. Is. Okay. All right. Well, there, then that's a. Uh, I gotta. I'm gonna have to put that on my list. Wally. Two thousand eight. Okay. I'll watch it. I'll let you know. I think, that, I think it won the Oscar. Uh, well, it, it got raves. I mean, don't get me wrong. So, but yep. Okay. Um, that's that's a that's a challenge for me. I gotta watch that and report back. So. All right. I'm not gonna hold you up, but make uh, sure let make sure to let me know if you watch Joker for a fifth time. Oh, don't you know? I'm, oh, God, just can't. That just, yeah. If I do, that would be a record for sure. So, but, so do you like, we got to have a, a Joker show, but I'm going to ask you this before I go. Do you like Joker better than uh, Taxi Driver? Oh. I do. I didn't oh, like man. watching a guy driving around in a taxi for two hours. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's, I, Joker's. Yeah, I, I just think it's much better. I just think it's much better. That's I, the, yeah, I, just, I hated, I hated the King of Comedy. I never, I started it and couldn't watch it. See, I started it and just no, nah. nope, had to leave it. It just, it, did, it just didn't grip me. I mean, I, I don't know, and I just, I didn't find it. There was nothing appealing about it. 
I, I, just, I, I forced myself to watch it all the way to the end, and I regretted it. <laughs> God. I was looking for a paycheck when I finished that movie. Yeah, there, well, there's something, you know, sometimes you can stop, you know, but I guess. I should, I should have. So, all right. Okay, well, we'll catch up. So, uh, me, Lord, what's the young girl that was on our show the first, was she our first guest? Oh, Bria? Bria Janine. Yeah, yes, Bria. I need to get her um, Twitter account so I can follow her. Oh, okay. Reach out to her, so, because I'd love to have her come back on again sometime, so. I'll email it to yeah. All right, that sounds good. All right. Well, take it easy. I'll see you later on. So, All right, later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Fully cinematic with Rand and John. You did see it? Yep, 